0: What's up, Discipline Investor? We have yeah, Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nass. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Nia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley, is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. boom what's going on everybody happy thursday yep we're, we're we're doing a couple things different today you'll notice that i am sitting here in a different room i got booted to the studio room i don't know if you guys saw that awesome interview that jason just did with sandy monroe uh one, one of like the true forces behind the mobility industry but they took all my stage equipment so so i'm off into a, a side room i don't get to you know walk around and shout and all that um and, and then number two, we're starting a little bit later, so we can give some, some love to our SPAC guys. But what's going on, everybody? You are now here with us on the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. For the next 60 minutes, we have one goal, which is to be delivering, to be hammering on trade ideas. We don't want there to be a better resource out there for you all to, to get trade ideas. And I'm going to say this as well, ideas not just coming from myself, not just coming from our guests, Uh, But most importantly, coming from all of you out there in Zinger Nation. So if you guys have stocks that you're watching, you've got tickers on your radar, symbols we should be checking out, drop them in the chat. First question of the day, a serious one. You still have the air horn? Nope, there's no air horn in this room either. No soundboard. All right, I'm I'm running it solo. Uh, Up ahead on our agenda for the day, I've I've got my items written down here. Um, Of course, we're going to be doing a little bit of GME and a little bit of AMC talk. Uh, You know, a, co- co- a tough day for, for a couple of those names. So, so we'll be talking about those in just a minute now. I'm going to be, be joined with Frank Curzio. Uh, He's got ideas that he's ready to drop. He knows the point of the show and he he's coming prepared. Uh, And and, and then in about 30 minutes or so, we're we going to be bringing Shadow Trader onto the show as well. So we're going to have a lot of people who are a lot smarter than me on today, which is, I think, always, always a good thing for all of us. So, all right, guys. First things first, though. Uh, I, I am going to to drop into the chat a, a question. I just want to get a sense of where everybody's at with these. Uh, but but if you own either GameStop or AMC, drop me a one in the chat. If you don't have a position in either, give me the two. I want to see how, how Zinger Nation is is standing. You know, are you guys trading in and out of these positions? Are are you diamond handsing them? I I don't know. But but let's get that going. Let's smash that like button. And without further ado. I'm going to be bringing our first guest onto the stream. Frank, what's going on, man? Hey, hey! Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you have such a good background, right? There, there, like, there's, you have a good background. You have good trade ideas. You know, we we have to have you on. That's the winning combo. It's the one-two. The five background go. is much more important now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, wait, wait.
1: What, what's the what's the Eagles Eagles dealie, Bob? Uh, Big Eagles fan. So I actually went to the Super Bowl, watched that game, which I was nervous about because they were underdogged and one of the best experience ever. So yeah, I've been an Eagles fan for a real long time. And somebody, actually a Dallas Cowboy fan uh, bought me that. So, uh, which was, uh, yeah, really nice of (laughs) him. My best, I'm
0: a Lions fan. So so I don't have any Lions Super Bowl experiences, but my best Super Bowl (laughs) experience ever, I was at the Seattle airport during one of the Super Bowls that Seattle was in. Mm-hmm. It was mayhem. I thought there was going to be rioting inside the airport terminal. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it's
1: a great experience. If your favorite team makes it, spend the money to go. It'll be one of the greatest experiences of your life.
0: Awesome. Especially nice if they win, win,
1: right? Especially if they win.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and if they don't, you you take my dad's approach. He taught me from a young age is you always bet against your team. So even if they lose, you made a hundred bucks.
1: That's good. Well, <laughs> yes and no. I mean, if they're getting points, they could still lose, and you lose your bet, right?
0: The, the, those were That's those were sense. bad. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, those were bad Sundays at the Jacoby household. Growing up, we we mm-hmm. had a few of those. But <laughs> but, but, but Frank, what, what's going on in the markets today, man? What what are you looking at? How are you feeling? Uh,
1: what's on your radar? Okay, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have lots of trading ideas, but this inflation argument uh, I've been making—I'm not an inflation bug. I know there's people been saying there's going to be inflation since the seventies, eighties, nineties. But uh, about two months ago, I really sounded alarm on this because. The CPI is the index that, they, that the Fed uses to, to look at, at where inflation is going. And its it was built in whatever Reagan created it, where it almost designed to never ever show inflation. That was showing inflation. So now inflation is at a 25-year high. Everybody's raising prices. You have GDP over 7%, right? Home prices at record highs, stock market record highs, commodities record highs. And the Fed right now should be pulling back a little bit, but they're not. Uh, still pedal to the metal, low interest rates still. I mean, unemployment is basically zero, right? Because there's 9.3 million jobs available and it was 9.2 million jo- people on, on unemployment. Uh, it's a dangerous scenario because the Fed can't just make this go away. It, it's the only way they could solve that problem is by forcing a recession, raising interest rates, stop pumping money to the It's not like the credit crisis, just throw money at it, we'll be fine. It's something you have to be concerned about. I feel like we're surrounded by ships from China and we're just like, oh, I think it's going to be trans. I think it's going to be okay. We'll be fine. If it's not fine, you're going to see a lot of these uh, you know, names get hit. For now, everything is really, really great into the rest of this year. But you know, I'm hoping that the Fed does the right thing and they may have to look to raise interest rates, which when they do at the beginning stage, stocks still go higher. But for them to really be pedal off the metal right now with everything that they look at, all the inflation we see around us, guys, you see it everywhere with everything you're buying. That's the, my only risk of the market. Uh, other than that, yeah, everything looks great. Earnings are surging. Uh, analysts uh, are underestimating the potential of earnings going in the next couple of quarters. They're going to surge as long as, re- as well as revenue. Uh, so it's going to create a lot of good opportunities.
0: All right. There we go. And, and you said you, you have some, some plays as well, some trade ideas. Why, why, why don't you drop us a couple of those? And, uh, and if you the- have charts you want to
1: share too, you can do that. If not, I can be the chart master. Uh, if you want to be a chop master, that's cool. I usually share it through my, uh, through my software. So, but uh, uh, I would say Turning Point Brands is a really under the radar name. So this is a company that actually sells vapor products. And in 2019, we know what happened with the vapor industry. It was THC, right? So it was a, a yeah, small literally. batch.
2: And,
0: and give me a ticker on Turning Point. So Turning Point is TPB. TPB, Tango, Papa, yeah. Bravo, nice somebody drop it in the chat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if I say too fast, it's like TPP. What is it? So, anyways, it's, it's TPP. So, this is a company I've been following for a while. 2019, it got crushed because there was like some kid created a bad batch, added too much vitamin E, it killed a couple of kids. And you know what the government does? They went crazy on the industry with Juul and, and and Morris just invested a big stake in Juul. A lot of these things got killed. These guys are a major player in the field. It's a major division. So, what the government did is they came in and said, wait, they have a special licensing process. So every single vapor product that you sell is going to cost to go through this system around two hundred fifty dollars to $300,000, which eliminates about 80% of the small retail companies. Cause these guys are generating maybe a few hundred thousand dollars, even a million. And once you go through that process, you had to file before September 30th mm-hmm. turning point brands, $8 billion company. They have 250 products. And this, this process is called PMTA, I won't get too technical. Uh, and they filed 250 of their products. They're going to be, the main player in vaping, which is a huge, huge, huge market, you see it every place. Huge industry, massive. massive. And you know the stock has gotten hit a little bit because we saw you know during COVID and and those numbers, and, and they had to get all those filings in September 30. so they weren't really allowed to sell those vapor products. So you're going to see revenue for that division kind of flat. Now you're going to see it absolutely explode. It's probably going to account for 60, 70 percent of their total business right now. It counts for about 30 percent, and it's not factored in. Listen. There's people out there, like my dad died of lung cancer. I get it when people have you know vice stocks and you don't want to invest in some of these, I get it. But my job is to provide you good ideas. This is under the radar right now. There's not a lot of analysts that are covering it. And the, you know, you're going to see earnings explode. You're going to see revenues explode. And all because the government, right, is basically eliminating the rest of that competition because people can't afford to go through this licensing project uh, process. Okay,
0: so that's interesting. So, so, so this is a long-term play for you. Or, or like, what is the time horizon? Right now mm-hmm. I have a two-year chart up. I'll, I'll zoom it in a little bit. Here's a one-year chart, daily candles. What, what are you looking at on this? Thing?
1: Uh, it's not a long long term. It is a great long-term play, but you're going to see sales explode probably next quarter. And, and okay. you saw that the, the current quarter. So two quarters ago, they missed. You saw the stock come down a little bit. And now that, that's why I like it at this level, getting a nice discount to where as high as about 15, 20%. And the last quarter they reported was very, very good. So you're seeing those sales ramp up. The next couple of quarters are going to be fantastic. So three to six months, you're going to see sales explode, earnings explode for this company. And then long-term, I do like it. But even as a trade over the next couple of months, again, these meme stocks go up 100% in a couple of days, and people looking for quick ones. This is going to take probably about you know, just a few months or a quarter where you'll see this thing really ramp uh, a lot higher from here. Okay, awesome. I,
0: I like it. Um, and, and let me ask you this one. Let, let's say the thesis mm-hmm. isn't right. Um. Uh, what are you looking for to get out of the trade? Let's say it's going against you.
1: Uh, that's a great question, right? Because nobody really talks about that. For me, it, it's, I want to see sales and I saw sales last quarter, which is why I like this. I saw sales within that division go high. That's my thesis. Uh, if your thesis change, one of the hardest things to do in investing, i gonna do this for 25 years, is to change your mind of a dime. Mm-hmm. Stocks don't have feelings, right? They don't care about you. And, and a lot of people, when you do that, you're admitting that you're wrong and everybody hates to admit them that wrong, especially my yep. wife. But it's, yeah, so that's the toughest process. So if I see sales not growing that fast uh, next quarter, if it took a step back or you know I'm listening to management on the conference call, then I might take another look. But right now, uh, you know, Peloton Metal, I really like this name. I think you know, as of last quarter, that was my confirmation, and you're seeing it you start to ramp higher. I think it's going to go a lot higher from here.
0: Awesome. I, I like it. All right. Boom, guys. Uh, if I had an air horn today, I'd be smashing the air horn right now. <laughs> uh, I I don't. Um you know, I'm, I'm off in the side room, but, but we'll get the earhorn back tomorrow. So, all right, there, there, there there's the first one, Frank,
1: do, do you have other tickers you want to drop? I do. Uh, another one would be rap. So okay. this is an interesting company. They, they have a new, a new device and I'm a boots on the ground guy. Wait, right? wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 WRAP, <laughs>
1: there we gonna, go. WRAP. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun chart. Uh, okay. And I'll have all the charts for you next time. That's great that you can incorporate that. So, uh, uh, this company has a Batman-like device that you shoot it, and it wraps you. And it shoots like a gun as fast as a gun it wraps you. Wait, uh, what? Now, I two years ago is when they came out with this product. And I went to New York City, and this guy's great, great guy, guy's got Cohen in, in his building. And I got shot by this device. <laughs> and I showed everybody. You can see that on our website, CurzioResearch.com. I got shot by this device. And I interviewed some of the top chiefs of police there. And now they, they've been through this whole entire process. You're seeing up and down, it's kind of like Taser when Taser was first getting adopted. Oh, yeah. You have to go through a whole trading process. They have it in 400 plus police departments right now. Uh, and now you're seeing this being used in the field, even if you go on their website today was another rap. And you know, with everything going on in the world today, regardless of what side you're on, right? It's you know, the last thing a cop wants to do is take out his gun. Uh, this de-escalates the situation. So this is something where if someone has a knife or if someone's just coming at you, you could shoot them. Instead, you know, the other option is you have a gun and you're protecting yourself and that's where things get crazy and you know, there's lawsuits everywhere and it gets nuts. This is something the whole entire world is looking at. They're international now. They went through the training process at the train officers, which was slowed down due to COVID. Now it's ramping up and you're seeing these things being used time and time again. To me, this is a company that could become the next taser. Uh, and right now is an inflection point for me because now you're going to see these orders really start pouring in. I did I cover yeah, videos up on the screen. I mean, this is awesome. I got shot by that thing, and Did it, it hurt.
0: Well, okay, tell it me, it didn't really you- hurt.
1: I had you know a, a sweatshirt on, but it was funny because that this did the you least, fall? No, 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 you don't fall, it just wraps you up and it stuns you because it's so it's a gunshot, and it's like, and before you know it, they're jumping on you and tackling you, right? Which they didn't do to me, but. It, that's all right. That would help the video,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Take two. Make sure you have somebody ready to jump on you. Yeah. I right, mean, this thing is pretty awesome. I don't know if we can buy one of these for the Benzing office, but
1: we would have a lot of fun with this. It's gonna probably be available to consumers too <laughs> soon, I think. But yeah, I'm looking at the video now. But it's a really, it's been an up and down ride. It went to 14 right away. Got a little ahead of itself. Has come down. Uh, But now you're seeing it ramp higher and and you're going to see sales coming in. And that's the last step. What I saw with Taser when I covered it back in the day in single digits. Once you see these orders coming in for 100, 300 testing at LA police departments around the world, they're starting to get these orders in and and you're going to see revenue really, really ramp up, which is what everyone's waiting for. Took a little bit longer than expected, but now they have a a much better device out there. And uh, I think this thing could really take off from here. All right. I I dig it. Uh, Do they have sales at this point? They do have sales. Yeah. They have a few million dollars in sales. And that's, that's what people are looking for. They're like, okay, it's a big market cap. We want to see sales. Now you're seeing sales come in and now you're going to really see sales explode. They're up, you know, it's like 150%, but again, it's from such a small base, but now you're really going to see this where more and more orders are coming in. And even if you go to their news today, I think it was yesterday, uh, they had a wrap in a real situation. And it it saves lives and you don't have to worry about it. It's great for police departments where a lot of them are getting sued. It's great for controversy. You know, you eliminate all that. And the bottom line is, as crazy as people are, the last thing a cop wants to do is take out his gun and shoot somebody or or fire it. And and this eliminates that. So you have not just does this make sense when we're talking about it, but it makes sense from a political point of view on both sides of the aisle that they want this. And that's that's what that's where I think you're going to see a tremendous, tremendous growth here.
2: Okay,
0: And then what what
1: about uh, cash? Cash position? Cash. They are levered up. They did a great financing when the stock was a lot higher. I think it's uh, something like 35, 40 million in cash. They have a ton of cash. Uh, they brought on, actually, the CEO is the former, uh, is the brother of the CEO of Taser. So oh, this guy, which is cool because they he knows really all the markets. He knows all the risks that happen. I mean, you want to bring on a guy that made tons of mistakes before building a great company. This way you can eliminate that, right? We all make okay, mistakes. Okay. And, and it was so, – so the CEO of Rap is the brother of the CEO of Taser? Who was part of Taser, yes. All right. That's – Which is now Axon. It's called Axon. Yeah. Changed the name.
0: Yeah, that's great. Which is – I mean, Taser. It was pretty obvious what they did, but hey, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. They changed the name on us. Okay. All right. I dig it. Uh, and, and then this one, it, it, it sounds like similar to Turning. You're waiting to see how earnings flow
1: through in this upcoming quarter. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, not this quarter. I, I think you're going <laughs> to see it ramp up. I mean, when you this thing is going everywhere right now, it's it's going viral. You're seeing, I mean, they get millions and millions of hits because people are looking at this going, "Holy cow, look at this device!" Like, you just, got, yeah. just got shot by this, and you're the more you see that in, in situations where now they're testing it in the field, and when you look on their news, you could see probably in the past two weeks. I mean, it was like three or four of these things. You're going to see you know, more and more. And then, you know, the news outlets are getting a hold of it. And that's really going to, you know, it's going to provide a lot of excitement because it's a great story. So I, I think this stock's going to take off. You're going to see sales come in. Once they do, then it's really, really going to go. And those sales are going to start pretty soon because, uh, you know, following the stock for two years, I'm an investor. I'm an investor in these guys. I'm not just throwing out names when I'm not an investor. Uh, you're gonna see sales come in, but even that, it's more about everybody adopting this and seeing it personally because it looks really cool. The more people see it, the more people want to buy the stock.
0: All right, I'm gonna request. I'm gonna request one. Go uh, I, I have the contact us form up on their website, uh, requesting one for, for BZ offices. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I, I will
1: volunteer to be the test subject there. Okay. Yeah, it'll be a lot safer for you because they tell me they're like, Frank, I think you're a little crazy that early. It was like, a, you know, a testing phase. <laughs> I was like, thanks for letting me know. So they shot it was and he counted the three. He goes, all right, got to count three. He goes one. And he shot me. He goes, I, oh, I don't want to awesome. wait for three. I, was like, I want you fine. to flinch. Oh, it was great. I have a video of it and everything. And it's pretty cool. All right. That's great.
0: All right. So so that that's our weekend reading is we have to go watch that video. Uh, mm-hmm. And Frank, so, so, so you've dropped two ideas on us. This is the power hour. This is the trade mm-hmm. idea show. Everyone, that's what we do. Uh, we, we bring the ideas. Frank's here, a lot smarter than myself, dropping them today. Uh, first one that he brought, ticker TPB, Tango Papa Bravo. It's Turning Point. Uh, we're looking for the next quarterly earnings report there. Hmm. Uh, after that, we talked about RAP, ticker WRAP, Whiskey Romeo Alpha Papa. Um, you know, that's like a police uh i don't know what we call it is there like it's, a, a device it's the only category?
1: non-lethal there we go non-police device only non-lethal because it's less uh the taser is called less than lethal because it has killed people this is the only non-lethal device that's probably going to be in uh, on millions of police officers belts within yeah, 12 to 18 months all
0: right i dig it i dig it i'm behind it all right and and frank do you, do you have any more for us
1: I'll give you one more. uh, I gave it to to you last time because like I said, I'm a boots on the ground guy, U.S. Gold, USAU. So this is a company that recently restructured and they have an amazing project that I visited personally in Wyoming. Uh, It's a copper and gold project. Uh, I went there and was able to actually pick up gold off of the floor. Uh, It's a project that's been valued. It's been around for a while in Wyoming for uh, uh, since decades, but it's, it was rated with these studies. And I don't want to get too technical here, but it, it's, you're looking at an asset that's currently worth on their books at $175 million. But the last time they got all this surveyed was a very long time ago. And that's based on gold at 1250 gold is 1900. Copper is, is much, much, much higher now near ties. Uh, and, they're coming out with a new study, which is public news, and they're re rating. This thing's going to get re rated. And where the market cap is, where it's around 80 million, uh, this is going to be an asset that's probably at 350 to 450 range, $50 million range. Uh, and it's not factored in it's under the right does trade on the NASDAQ. Uh, and, have- and, and, and are they pulling gold out of the ground yet or are they own property or what's the deal? No, no, no. So what happens is this is a, a junior mining company with a great, great management team. They have someone that's been in barrack for a very, very long time for 20, 30 years. He says it's it's, one, it's an amazing, amazing project. And they got the right people involved. They got the right politicians involved. They're in the right area, Wyoming, mining friendly district. Everything's a go there uh, even when I went there, the people who I was with, and I can't really mention too many of the names because it's a very high profile person who was in Trump administration, uh, met with the governor. So you went with Kellyanne Conway. (laughs) Yes. i would you (laughs) guess? Uh, this person is probably actually a little bit more powerful than that, but, uh, especially when it comes to mining and permits and stuff. So, you know, they, they did it right. And now they're going through their independent survey. And when that comes out, that, that, you know, pre-economic survey, it's going to show how much this property is worth, which you could see just by being there. And once it re-rates, I think this thing, I mean, it should be trading about $25, $30 right now. Uh, and not right now, but, and this is coming out guys, probably in about 45 days. So, uh, you know, it's public news and I just, from me being there and seeing it, and, and yeah, I believe that this is going to get re-rated and, and you're going to see amazing, amazing numbers, much better than was previously reported. And this is, you know, many, many years ago.
0: All right, I, I got to show you guys something. So, so first of all, th- this is my cousin. I don't know if you can see.
1: Cutie pie, but
0: all right. The real thing I want to show you. Um, oh, man, I don't know if it'll... Oh, it's sort of tough to see. All right, well, let's figure it out. But I was at a, a Bitcoin conference, and I don't know if you guys can tell like like the size of this gold in my hand. There's a little gold piece there. Some, somebody was passing around. That's mm-hmm. half a million dollars of gold. Fit in my palm. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that, that it was... And you get to a million dollars worth of gold pretty freaking quickly. I mean, it's literally fitting in the palm of my hand, half a million dollars with the gold it was seven pounds. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was like a, a weird realization to make like, wow, <laughs> this little bit of a precious metal is worth this much money. Yeah, as it's heavy
1: a, as hell too. It, listen, it, gold is a tough industry. Real last thing here, because I don't want to get too technical. Uh, we're looking at at inflation rise and you know, gold bugs are going to tell you to buy gold no matter what, right? For the last fifty years. Yep. Right now, I've never seen a better time to buy gold uh, in my career, twenty-five plus years, because you have interest rate, you have inflation rising through the roof, but the Fed's keeping rates low. So what is that doing? Is the real interest rate, which counts for inflation, is at the lowest level since the nineteen seventies. Meaning that if you keep your money in a bank, you're losing money. That's when gold becomes a great store of value, much better than Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin. I own it. Uh, we have security token. I base, you know, I'm very, we're really into into crypto here. We have a, a Curzio equity owner security token, which were a publicly traded company because of that. Uh, I think there's other you know, reasons to buy Bitcoin, which is fine. I wouldn't call Bitcoin a store of value. Gold right now is a store of value. There's never been a greater time to, to put money in it. And you're going to see, you're seeing prices really break out around 1900, but they're going to go to 22, 2500. You could probably just throw a dart at some of these companies and you're going to make money. But this one with this positive news is uh, is going to be fantastic. And uh, yeah, and I have a lot of money. It's one of my largest positions. So if I'm wrong, yeah. I'm going to lose a lot more than everybody else out there. I think
0: so. Yeah, and 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 check this one. Oh, oh let me have my, my screen back here. So so here's my live portfolio, right? Like like my real interactive brokers account. I actually mm-hmm. j- just went in on GLD probably three weeks ago. Now at this mm-hmm. point, so, so somewhere in that range, I started started a position there um, with, with the exact same thesis that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I don't know the the stocks, right? Like I don't know the mining stocks like you do, and and that's where you know it, it's the the best option that I have when I'm in that position is I'm just going to buy the ETF GLD is is the the probably the, I believe it's the biggest ETF that that tracks the price of gold mm-hmm. um, by by assets under management.
1: Um, but but yeah, that's that's how I chose to get my experience. It's one of the the toughest industries to invest in. It took me a good ten years. I speak in Vancouver probably three four times a year before COVID. Really got in deep within the industry, knowing the major players in there, some of the greatest investors within that industry. But it's an industry that out of every single sector that I cover, which I cover all these sectors, uh, being in the market for such a long time, uh, it's probably the most corrupt where people really can get killed. Uh, There's a lot of BS, there's a lot of crazy stories that that people are going to tell you. We just got a project right next to the biggest thing. Biggest project in the world. It, you know, they really don't tell you the full truth. So, so it's important to follow the right guys within this industry because you could really get killed. That's why, personally, I like visiting these sites, meeting the management team. And that's you know resulted in a lot of great winners within the space for us. So. Uh,
0: I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, any other mining stocks while, while we're on it? I don't know if you have other favorites right now. You know what?
1: I'm going to be boring. Pick any of the majors, they may be- So what is that? Like Like Newmont? Barrick, Newmont. They okay. may be the cheapest companies you could buy considering how much they're growing right now. I don't know I don't know of any other sector I could say that. I mean, these things are still trading at 12, 13 times earnings. They, their costs to produce are around $900. We're at $1,900. These guys are generating a massive amount of cash flow. And now, I mean, they're actually paying dividends. And at 12 times forward earnings, growing earnings, 30 40% plus- I mean, you're not going to find stock. I know gold is kind of boring for everybody, but if you want like on a risk adjusted basis and say, Hey, you know what? I'm looking to, to generate some money here. I mean, these stocks have never been stronger in the history of this industry than they are right now. And they have tons of cash They Purchase any project out there. I mean, just shooting out cash flow, uh, like their technology. I mean, their margins are almost uh, similar to, to, I wouldn't say technology companies with 80, 90%, 90% margins, but their margins are some of the greatest out <laughs> of all industries because, uh, they can produce at such a low price and low cost.
0: Yeah. And, and what, what was the old Barrick Gold symbol? It's like, it's escaping my mind right now. So Barrick Gold is, is G-O-L-D? It's G-O-L-D now. It wasn't yes. always though. If anybody in the chat knows, this is going to bother me for the rest of the day unless somebody can come up with this answer. <laughs> okay. I, I, I want
3: to say it was like A-B-X
1: or but I think it, it was A-B. So I, I keep wanting to say A-B-X. It was A-B-X? Oh, that's not right. No. I don't remember AB. Doesn't no. I'm not too sure, but that's a good question. All right, <laughs> all, all right. That's the that. trivia yeah. question
0: of the day. All right, I'm going to put a go. bounty on this one too. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, right. Anybody, whoever gets this ticker, the first person to get it right, you have to email Spencer Israel at benzinger.com, and you'll get oh. free Benzinger merchandise. Spencer okay? Israel
3: is here. Spencer Israel is here, and he's <laughs> right. And he's right. It was ABX. All right. ABX. So Spencer,
0: go take a T-shirt out of the back room then. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. <laughs> that all was right. easy. There we go. Cool. Awesome, man. Frank, any final words of wisdom for us or, or, or if you have any, any commentary, any thoughts on like the AMCs or the GMEs as well, I'm going to be getting into those stocks next after you hop off. But but if you have any, anything to say on them, we'd love to hear it. I,
1: I do really quick. You know, I'm watching TV today and just whatever, if it's CNBC, whatever you're watching, Fox Business News or Ben Zingers or whatever. Yeah. But on these programs, it's almost like that they're making fun of some of these names. It's almost like that they they don't understand these names. They don't understand why they're going up. Uh, even when they're talking about inflation, they don't really understand. They're like, oh, it's going to be transitory, which means it's going to be pretty brief. Uh, you have more power than the people on Wall Street. You're a retail investor. Uh, what I mean by that is you see things in real time. The People on TV, they go on TV every day. They're not in the field like me. They're not in the field like you. And what I say in the field is, is you know what? Looking at the economy. Don't think about bell curves and stuff like that, but you see the price of milk is, you know, your next door neighbor is a city worker and he just got a Mercedes. I mean, you see all these trends, you see inflation yeah. before everybody else, before economists. And now, even with these meme stocks and Wall Street bets, the fact that, you know, you have that power where for me being in Wall Street for 25 years, and the reason why I started this company, Curse of Research, is to help out retail investors. It's hard to get into that inner circle and have access to, to the ideas that they have. It took me a long time to do that. Now you guys have that access with this massive pool of people. So I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I think it's fantastic. And, you know, again, don't listen to anybody else and tell you you're crazy because right now you're probably outperforming some of the leading fund managers out there. So good for you guys. Awesome. And Frank, very, very last thing uh, before we have to move on. How do folks stay in touch? So to stay in touch, you can listen to my Wall Street Unplugged podcast. I've been doing it for 14 years before anyone knew what a podcast was. Now everybody has a podcast these days, I think. (laughs) But uh, you can go to uh, WSUpodcast.com, and uh, we do it once a week. And we have been interviewing people on a weekly basis for 14 years, professionals like Jason was on not too long ago. Hopefully he'll join us again. But uh, we always have lots and lots of ideas, and it's a really cool show, but I put a lot of effort into it. So that's the easiest way to, to, to find me.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I haven't been invited yet, but all right, Frank, thanks for joining us. Good <laughs> having you as always Dropping the ideas. Um. And, and, you know, happy trading.
1: All right. Thanks man. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. Take care. All right, everybody. There we go. There's Frank. This is the power hour. This is the trade idea show. Quick recap. Uh. He, he dropped us three ideas. The first one vaping play ticker <laughs> number two, non-lethal police enforcement ticker WRAP. And the last one gold, u s a u and i I, joey g in the chat i see you saying can we have peter on now i think that we can make that happen all right I, i i always deliver if there's one thing i can promise it's not my stock picks but i can promise that i will always deliver so let's do it let's bring peter back onto the power hour peter what's going on man What's have going
2: on how are, you? how
0: are you? Doing well, doing well, coasting through this week. It's it's sunny out. Spy is up a little bit, you know. It's what, good what to be back with say? you. It's
2: been a little bit.
0: I know too long, in my opinion. Uh, and, and and I gotta say, first things first, you you have the best background picture of, <laughs> of any Twitter account. Check, oh, check yeah, that yeah. one out uh, on the screen right there. If if you guys aren't aren't following Peter, go go do that. Here here's, you got his handle right there. Uh, but, but I mean, this is pretty badass. I like that, that picture there.
2: Yeah. I appreciate that. No doubt.
0: Awesome. So, 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 all right, man, what, what's going on in your world? What, what are some of the things you're looking at? Um, you know, t- take
2: us through today a little bit. So Luke, I hate to say it, but like, I know this is like a stock picking show and everything, but like, I Ooh. feel like I'm going to be like the water on the campfire. You know, <laughs> I have to apologize in advance. Um, it's not that I don't have picks. I have ideas I can give you. I want to focus. Did uh, did uh, Aaron by any chance send you the two pictures that I sent over? I'm sure he did. Leave let let, let me go I can't grab them. Really share it with you. I was going to see if you could share it. Yep.
0: Let, let me uh, let me see if I can go grab them.
2: Yeah, because that way we can just kind of set some context as to where we are exactly in this market right now, from a you know from a a higher level uh, picture, and then we can kind of drill down into. Where there may or may not be some ideas. All righty, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. He might not have sent it. That's all. If not, I'll just, uh, I'll just tell you what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah. Why why don't you just tell us what you're seeing? Aaron's actually off site doing an in-person interview. All right.
2: So obviously you've been watching the markets this week. Like everybody, you know, we've kind of been in balance, right? Like outside of today you've had four days and I'm just kind of glancing over here to see the range. Let's call it 4,205 to 4,232 or so, right? We we all know that the market hasn't moved and it's been kind of stuck on this S and P 4,200 area. Um, you know, and it's been these, these four days. I call that a balance area, uh, which is really important. And basically, whenever you have a balance area, whenever the market's in balance, so to speak, where prices are relatively unchanged, values unchanged, uh, bulls and bears are in agreement as to what's fair for the moment, uh, you're either going to do one of a few things. You're going to break out of that balance to the upside and keep going. You're going to uh, break out to the upside and fall back in, or you're going to fall down below the lower end of balance. Obviously, we didn't do that. We broke out to the upside today. But it was kind of noteworthy to me that we had this kind of break earlier today, about an hour ago or so, a couple hours, where we kind of fell back in, down into that range. I personally thought that shouldn't have happened. Um, now we're kind of back out of it. Here, we're, I'm noting that we're trading 42.40 now, so we're back out of it. But I think that's something that people should carry forward, uh, in the short term and that, you know, we shouldn't have fallen out of it where today closes, I think is going to be super important. I think also that the entire world is looking at, uh, what happened this morning with the inflation numbers and the jobless claims. And everybody was kind of looking for an answer that they liked. And I think the market gave them an answer that they liked without getting into the, you know, specifics of what it was or what it wasn't. It's obvious that investors liked it. So my point is kind of that, uh, In order for stocks to keep going, obviously investors have to keep liking it. And so it's very important, I think, for everybody to just watch everything very, very closely and watch all these nuances. Make sure that we stay above this balance area going forward. If I could simplify it, the best way for anybody is simply the high of these last four days, if the market falls below it tomorrow or even again this afternoon, I would seriously recommend that people maybe trim some longs And forget about new ideas and adopt more of a wait and see attitude. Because the number one thing I think you want to pay attention to in the market always is knowing what should happen, right? And everybody sees the same thing. So everybody's thinking, aha, we're finally breaking out of this balance. And then paying very, very close attention to when that thing that should happen doesn't. Because when that thing that should happen doesn't, when the whole world thinks it should happen, you can be very sure that the opposite is going to happen right? Because everybody's going to change their minds and mass at the exact same time. Everybody's in the same boat. Everybody sees the four days. We're waiting on the CPI. Great. It's over with. Bye, bye, bye. I'm just saying, right? So keep that in mind. That's what I, that's what I yeah. would say to everybody out there is to watch this 42-30 to 42-40 area very closely in the S&P uh, for the rest of today and, you know, tomorrow and next week.
0: All right, and, and Peter, I, I'm the slow, slow guy down on, on the show. I slow everybody down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so, so basically the, the level that you're calling out while well, we're sort of in the sideways range is, is the high of, of the first four days of the week. Absolutely. Um, if, if we move below that either this afternoon or tomorrow, Look out below because we could be in for some trouble. Is, is that a fair summary?
2: I would say that's a fair summary. Basically, what the you know theory of of how you treat balance tells us that if you look above and fail, and you find some acceptance back within the range, then the odds increase that you could rotate back to the lower end of that range, which would mean it would put the futures back down to roughly low forty two hundred, so like forty two oh two oh five, etc. I'm still talking about the M contract, by the way. I always take an extra day to switch. I know there's a lot of people out there that may be trading ES that have already switched to the U contract. Uh, I tech to always do that one day later uh, for a number of reasons, but you know, obviously for volume and for, you know, I'm looking at profiles. I need everything to build out with the new contract. So, but uh, you know, that, that's okay. essentially it i think and, and and let me let me ask this follow-up question too mm-hmm.
0: uh so 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 if we do move in into that that some of that downside right we're moving to the lower end of the range mm-hmm. uh you know how, how long of a move is that is, is that like a, a couple day move that you're talking about is it longer than that shorter than that etc
2: so that's a, that's a fantastic question so that would happen in terms of going to the opposing end of balance that would happen very quickly because it's not very okay. far i mean we're at 42 40 so we both know we could do 40 handles uh, in a day. Maybe that takes a day and a half, two days or whatever. What happens after that is anybody's guess. It's not necessarily you know, 100% uh, known or that you can deduce from that that we would go lower from there. I'm really just kind of concerned about this particular juncture and whether or not it gives us sort of a green light or, or yellow light going forward. So for me, coming back into that range, it's still a little bit of a yellow light. I'd like to see some acceptance uh, above it. And obviously, like you were saying, if we rotate down to the bottom, we have to completely reassess. Remember, moving below that balance area is going to obviously create overhead supply from all the people in the balance area, right? I mean, they're all kind of stuck in it when they were battling it out between the bulls and bears of those four days. Uh, you know, any balance area that moved below, you have to assume there's some overhead supply there. So I would think we see a little bit lower, but we shall see. Okay. All right.
0: And, and, and I know that you mentioned that there were two images that I should have gotten, didn't get our, our fault. Not a big deal. We'll take the fall for that one. Right. Uh, w- 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 was that spy w- was, were both images looking at this spy move uh, well, or looking
2: at ES futures, but uh, it was charted using market profile. And the reason I wanted yeah. to show you that is only because it gives more of an uh, added element of time as opposed to just price and volume. So what, so the the day's price is distributed uh, left to right, so you can kind of see how those four days stack up and how it's really, you know, coiling up at that level. That's all that uh, that was really. Okay. Excellent. And yeah, the the other chart actually I sent you was Bitcoin. So I'd like to talk about crypto uh, as we get a little further on. So yeah, let's you, you do can it. Pull up that chart yourself. Yeah you, like. yeah. you you want to hop into crypto? Absolutely. Yeah, we can. We can. Because right. I I had a few ideas I want to discuss with you. Um, if you don't mind, do you, you mind if we just pull back for one second? Can I just talk a little bit more about uh, what I just talked about with that other yeah, stuff? Please, please. Absolutely. Okay. Floor is um, yours. Yeah, I just, I just wanted you to, and you can pull up some charts. It'd be cool if you could drive because this will maybe yep, get your point home better. Can you pull up, please, XLV for me, which yes, is a healthcare sure. index. That's an ETF that tracks healthcare.
0: Mm. And, and let, let me ask you this one too before you get too far into it. Mm-hmm. Do you know whether or not this owns uh, uh, Biogen? But I, do, I do not. I'm sorry. I, I okay. don't know
2: the components off the top of my head. But you okay. can just uh, people can just Google that if they like like XLV components. Yeah. But um, Luke, can you switch it over to a daily? Yep. So so
0: here's one one year daily candles right here.
2: Okay. Fantastic. Perfect. So. Right off the bat, I mean, anybody who, knew, who knows TA101 would tell you this looks fantastic, and I have to agree. Th- these stocks are on fire, and it looks good. It's not a playground that I move around in too much. I'm more of a tech stock player and some indices, but it looks fantastic. But the reason I wanted to talk about it is because this makes up about 14% of the S&P. So let's just keep that in mind. This is about 14% of the S&P 500, um, and it looks great. So you would expect that this is going to have some some – Tailwind to the S and P going up, but at the same time, pull up um, pull up XLK, which is Infotech, all right. on the daily. X- okay, XLK, right, and this is all pretty right. much one year,
0: one year chart daily candles right here, guys. Exactly.
2: So obvious lower high, and when I see a lower high like this, I'm thinking, okay, it, it it's kind of acting as a drag. And then pull up uh, XLF Financials, which is about 10 percent of the S and P, and it's a really important one, and. If you can make it a little bit bigger,
0: yeah. Uh, I just wanted to point out, look at what today
2: looks like in financials. And that's about 10% of the S and P. So, so just in these three charts, the point I'm trying to make is that the market is not very rah, rah to the upside because the S and P is only going to do what all of the 11 sectors that make up the S and P are going to do. And the ones I just showed you collectively make up about half of the S and P. So financials are, are going down. Healthcare is going up. That's 14%. And I'm not a hundred percent sold on what tech is doing. So again, this is not a bearish call in any way. This is just my way of saying it, it's to me, it's not all that rosy out there. I've been preaching a more or less tentative uh, tentative stance, a cautiously bullish stance for some time now with my subscribers and it's been working very well. We've been sort of dipping a toe here and there. Yeah, We've been selling credits, you know, not getting too aggressive. And so
0: you, you sound like, like my favorite federal reserve line, cautiously optimistic. Right. 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 <laughs> I, I I started using that like, like in my normal life, you know, with my girlfriend, like, how are you doing today? I'm cautiously optimistic.
2: <laughs> I just hope that's not the answer when she's like, are we staying together or like, what are we doing? Oh, I'm cautiously optimistic. We're,
0: yeah. Cautiously optimistic. But we're, we're, we're ready to respond to changing market conditions. <laughs>
3: Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to jump in, Peter, uh, and, and just ask you, can, can, wait, can we go back to, to, the, to the Bitcoin now? We, 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 oh, absolutely. So I'll bring up a chart here. But where are you going to go on, on the Bitcoin thread?
2: On the Bitcoin, where I was going to go is two key levels that I'm seeing right now. I think the rally on the El Salvador news is quite bullish. It would be really cool if another country could be anyone stepped up to the plate and said, Hey, me too. We're going to try that too. I mean, certainly there's a lot of countries, uh, in that, you know, in that realm that, you know, could, you know, it would benefit them, whatever the case. Um, but from a key technical level, what's super important is that this rally took us up to 38,000 and I'm just going to grab my chart here so I can, I can follow along. Uh, we just went as high as, what did we do? We did 38460 on this move and we're pulling back a little bit now. we're at about 36.9. That 38460 was important because that's a short-term trend line from exactly um, about May 20th. And the reason I want to talk about that level, which is important is because May 20th was a time period when bit was May 20th was the last time that Bitcoin rallied to 42,000 before failing. And it rallied to that 42,000, or and also sold off to it multiple times. As I look at the futures chart, I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, five significant tests from the upside and the downside of the 42,000 level. It's about 42,3. And that to me is very, very important. So I've been saying for a while that the tone overall in crypto does not change until Bitcoin retakes 425. And I remain with that thesis. And also, and then beyond that, like I was saying, is from a more micro level, this move over 38 today, and we just kind of tested it and fell back. That's, I call it a baby step. I sent out a tweet earlier today with a picture of crossing this trend line at the 38 and saying, hey, baby steps, because that short term trend line does, you know, does matter. And crossing over that 38, maybe getting some acceptance there, trading 39, I think would help in opening the door to that 42. But that 42 is the, is the real key. That's where I think everybody needs to keep their focus because I'm a, I'm a straight TA guy and it's very simple. Any price level that attracts price multiple times, tests and rejects, tests and rejects multiple times, more than twice, is important. That is market generated information. The market is telling you something. It doesn't matter the reason at all why that price matters. The why means zero. The fact is that's the price. And that's what I'm seeing in the chart around
3: 42.3. And I love that because you're not saying it's gonna go up, it's gonna go down. You're saying, hey, if it gets above, it's probably going up. If it stays below, it's probably not. It's, it's an- absolutely no, no,
2: reason, no reason to get aggressive to me Correct. until
3: we see that, that area, right. Scenario analysis. That, that's the name and that's the name of your game, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Great, point, great point. Are, are there other cryptos you're watching right now or, uh, uh,
2: I don't watch a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, cryptos, I say a lot cause there's so many, but I do watch ether a lot and I am long right. ether. Uh, okay. and I have a pretty sizable position in ether from the pullback to the 1600s. I think my basis is somewhere between 1650 and 1700. So that's still doing okay. I'm not sure where it is now. Maybe 24ish, 25. Um, you know, I, I like that chart better, to be honest with you. Um, okay. But everybody knows Bitcoin to me is kind of like the uh, tail that wags the dog, or it's the dog, I should say, right? And everything else is the tail. So,
3: so at, at the start, you said you were going to rain on our parade and 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 put up a, a caution yellow light uh, at least with regards to the overall market. Yes, yeah, sir. absolutely the S and P's S and have been boring though. Uh, let's that's in, in the few minutes we have left. Talk about the, where, where all the action is, which is uh, an AMC and all those guys. Are you dipping your toe in the water? Or are you saying not for me? Not for me, really not for me. Um, I'm an options player. Mostly I do
2: uh, day trade equities quite a bit. Uh, But when I day trade equities, I stick to what I know. So I have a very small handful that I feel I know very well how they move. Uh, Amazon is one of them. Apple is another one. Facebook is another. Uh, Every now and then Google. I stick to a very small universe uh, for day trading equities. Um, The stuff that's hot for just like one day, eh, don't get me wrong, every now and then I will jump on the bandwagon if I see a good pullback that I like or something really high odds. But in general, it's it's not my cup of tea. I, I don't play the meme stocks.
3: That's another great point. Is you've found your bread and butter, you, you for whatever reason you've developed a feel for how these things mm-hmm. move, how they trade. That's that's the result of screen time, I would assume a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you don't stray from that. And you and if it means you trade the same things every day, then you trade the same things every day. That's right. That's right. You yeah. tend to learn their personality
2: over time, and you'll just know and understand much, much clearer what's a fake out, what's not a fake out, how some of those stocks start to move ahead of the futures or in spite of the futures. Uh, th- there was a day and not that long ago, I can't remember where, I, and I even, I even alerted people to this. I was saying, watch Amazon, watch Amazon. It's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart. And like by the end of the day, I think it I know tanked like $30 or whatever. But what was important about the alert was the fact that the market was moving hard to the upside. At the time, and especially the NQs, uh, you know, this was maybe a week or two weeks ago, and NQs were so strong. And the whole day that the QQQ is moving up, Amazon is just flatlining. It's just flatlining, and every uptick is just met with selling. It's things like that that you start to realize, you know, how they learn, how they act, and with a, you know, with a BlackBerry or, or GameStop or AMC, um, these are things that are just hot momentarily. You can't, you know, I don't know that you can really learn that. You know, it's it's just it's it's a little bit more of a gamble, you know, and and. Another thing that I really dislike about those those meme stocks is the halting. That that just would drive me crazy. I I tend to trade pretty heavy, so I'm not going to be in a position of literally multiple thousands of shares and yeah. have that thing halt on me. Mm. You know, I, I I would go out of my mind. You know, and you, you, as you know, AMC will halt five times a day. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. i mean yeah god knows where it's gonna open when they when they <laughs> open.
3: Hey, listen some yeah. say it's a feature not a bug but look different strokes <laughs> for different folks there's a million ways to go about this uh your, your way is probably the way for more longevity um even if it sacrifices fun in the short term well what some people would call fun others would call gambling but Tomato. That's very well said. Tomato, tomato, tomato potato, potato. It's all the That's same. That's very well said. Uh, all right, uh, Peter, uh, we'll let you go. Any final thoughts for, for us before we wrap up? Um,
2: I heard uh, you were Luke was discussing a little bit about gold with the uh, with the gentleman who was on prior. Right. Um, I think I think I'm bullish on gold long term. I will just say that um, I do have a position in it now. I've always held a long term position in the physical forever that's been gathering dust in my safe deposit box for God knows how long, over a decade. Um, And I just think it's, it's, uh, I try to say this all the time, at least a little bit, whenever I appear on programs, that it would just make sense for investors, especially in the sort of uh, environment that we're in where everybody fears inflation. And I think everybody knows that at least something is going to happen on that front to have some allocation to to gold in their portfolio, be it just 5%, 10%, whatever. But I think it makes sense. And from a chart perspective, it's finally starting to wake up for the first time in a long time, right? I mean, we know that that uh, it's been asleep for a long time and it's finally starting to wake up. It actually broke trend on uh, May 14th. If you want to look at that chart, that was a very important day for Wait, the metal.
3: Is this in the futures? Is that what we're talking no,
2: about? No, you can just do GLD daily. You
3: okay. can just do, do, you okay. know, It will show you on a continuous futures, but the ETF is just fine. Yeah. well not a problem maybe there's this indicator as well for the first time and I don't even know how long this morning I have my charts up on on one monitor and I've got I've got room for 12 mm-hmm. and I put gold the features back on today just because I was like hey you know I, I haven't looked at gold for like a while yeah I put it back on and maybe that's an indicator because I was like you know I've got some futures I got some stocks only got 12 up though and yeah. gold is gold is back in the rotation. That's absolutely I think it's absolutely
2: an indicator. If if only for you, right? But think about it. You know, but still, but still, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people have, have done that as well. I certainly started looking at it more, but um, but anyway, I don't know if you have the time, but if you ever want if you want to look at the chart, May 14th, uh or May 17th, excuse me, is the day.
3: Let's check this on a GLD second. daily. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Let's check yeah. it. Give me three seconds. Three, two, one. There we go.
2: Okay. There it is. Yeah, so May 17th was the day where the downtrend broke. And when I say the downtrend, I mean all the way from the August 6th, 2020 downtrend. If you look at the top on August 6th, if you draw that line and you connect over to the uh, January 5th of this year, that trend line will take you out to about 172-ish. And like I said, that broke uh, mid-May. And I think that was important because you're talking about a very, very long-term trend. Yeah. Long-term, you know, kind of long-term pullback.
3: All right. Uh, if you want more, Peter, shadowtrader.net. The link is up on the screen. The link is in the description. Twitter is in the description. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today on the Power Hour. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. You All guys right. take care. All right. Have a good one. Uh, I do like him. I got to say, I do like him. Full disclosure, I've never actually met Peter before just now, but I do, I, I do like him very much. I will have to get Peter on my show. Uh, pre-market prep one day. Um, okay, it's 102. Wow, we're running a few minutes late. That's okay. Uh, get technical with Neil Hamilton is about to start, guys. If you miss, we've had a a jam-packed day today. I'm exhausted. Okay, we had um pre-market prep we had joel and i we had robert roy uh, in his first time uh on the uh in the morning time slot he was on from 9 25 till 10 uh, 25 and he was live trade. He was trading and well he was just walking through setups really option setups for the day we had uh sandy monroe benzinga's very first remote live stream uh jason rasnick uh had sandy on the Raz report the guy is like an engineering guru car guru that was great we had spax attack they had a great guest and now we had uh, a couple great guests here on the power hour so uh the day is young we are still going get technical with neil hamilton is starting um i presume right now let me me check before i hop off i just want to make sure they're actually live um because i feel like i'm the only person trying to hold this thing together. He is live, he says. Okay, they're live. I'm going to hob. Guys, drop us a like. All right. Like button, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Pro.bensinger.com free 2 week trial. Get technical with Neil Hamilton starting right now. At Parker,
2: our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices.